Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, a podcast about kids in the hall, still casting after all these years. Yeah. We'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and unmissable segments like small C celebrities and my pen! My pen! <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm Trevor Record in Vancouver, Canada, and I'm joined by Kalina McCordoff in London, England. My pen! <laughs> Hans Seidemann in Prince Rupert, Canada. My pen! And Stu Derricotic in Vancouver, Canada. (laughs) Out of the team. (laughs) So today we'll be reviewing episode one of season three, which aired at some point in 1991. Um, For some reason, IMDb and CBC's websites don't seem to list the dates any of this season ran. So it'll just be 91 to 92 this season i guess if any of you want to send uh, us the list of dates that these things aired on or something if you have that information somehow feel free that's the one reason people come to this podcast <laughs> to find out what days <laughs> the episodes aired on they want to be no, reminded everyone of those knows we're a gift <laughs> factory nothing uh, else yeah uh the gifts are pretty good you're welcome. Yeah. You're good uh as always we'll kick things off with our sketch rundown so for this episode we've got can anyone fly an airplane uh cold open where flight attendants burst into a restaurant to find out if anyone can fly an airplane (laughs) man boobs uh dave and scott are hanging out in the sauna and dave asks scott if he's always had these breasts or if they're new uh they're great tits then we then we have uh cabbie one blame blue jays for the loss uh where kevin plays uh i'm sorry kevin gets a cabbie played by mark who blames certain people for the blue jays losing and back in europe certain people always made problems (laughs) Uh, (laughs) then we had uh strip club where mark's chicken lady and kevin's bearded lady uh show up to a strip show which has rooster boy come to it um Then we have uh, Cabbie 2, Road Rage, uh, where Cab- Kevin gets another Cabbie, uh, and this one shoots other cars, delivers a package, it, and picks was, up other was fares. Was that character <laughs> supposed to be a woman? Or is it... Yeah. yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. He's got, like, that Karen haircut, but I couldn't tell if it was that okay. or just, like, a weird prep kid. I think once they got out and you got a full body shot and it looked like there were some, some saggy breasts, yeah. <laughs> you got a sense of what <laughs> all was right, going All right, all right. Hmm. Uh, after that, we had cops. Uh, I wasn't. I was surprised that cops is returning this season, but it Ooh. is. We still got cops. So uh, and this one's withstanding blatant abuse. Uh, a man yells at the one cop, and the other doesn't interfere because he I, thought I, they I, knew each other. I like that one. I like, yeah. uh, I like the cops so far in this season. I think they're used well. Uh, then we have celebrity encounters where Dave and Kevin discuss small C celebrities like the Osmonds, and then that time that Mickey Rooney entertained <laughs> Dave. Then we've got My Pen, where Bruce plays a bank teller who loses a pen he had loaned to Kevin. My pen! Uh, <laughs> my pen! Then Story of a Dead Guy, uh, where Mark and Scott discuss a film about a murderer while guarding a dead body. Uh, 
And then uh, Men's Nipples, where Scott, playing the same businessman as the guy in the boob sketch, wants his wife, Kevin, to play with his n- nipples more. Because um, they, they're they they're a thing that you should pay attention to. But uh, she believes that men pee through them. <laughs> and then throws up when she realizes that they that you Become, pee from your penis. Men pee through their penis, yeah. <laughs> she starts washing her mouth out, yes. <laughs> it's great. Okay, uh, so I want to start this. Uh, se- this is this is almost a non-segment, but I-, I wanted to dive in with the male body, which I have mm-hmm. deemed the theme right. of this episode. Because not only do we have the male strip club sketch with the chicken lady, but we also have man boobs and men's nipples. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think that they were doing this on purpose, or is it just that like the kids always do a lot of humor about men's bodies, and I just noticed it coincidentally? Um, so (laughs) you guys can comment on this or not, but I was just like, is that the theme of this episode? I think it was more of a coincidence than like an intentional choice uh, for the, for this episode. But I don't think it's a coincidence that this show has an episode that featured the male body like this, because it's the same show that did an entire sketch about Scott's naked body being a wonderland (laughs) for families. Um, so like they clearly love this kind of content. Um, and we've talked before about how the kids have sketches that feel distinctly theirs and male objectification sketches always feel like Scott ideas. Um, and it's one of the things that I think makes the show so interesting, especially when you compare it to anything else at the time that, that Scott in particular is willing to just put his body on the line for the sake of comedy. It isn't just his body in this episode. True, though. true. Like, it is him. I mean, he's in two of those. Actually, yeah, he's, he's, he's the rooster boy, too. Kind so of he's the rooster boy. He, yeah. he wants his <laughs> okay, nipples paid attention to. And then he is the skeezy <laughs> boss looking at Dave's breast. So it's like, it's all Scott. Scott features in all of them. And I feel like they were all, they all feel like Scott ideas. So I chalk you this up to Scott. Okay, I, I I don't know. I feel like he's not always the one that's doing that. Like you you see the other ones. Remember last season the uh, the affair where it's like Bruce doing weird <laughs> flexi moves. Yeah, True. I was gonna say Kevin. Kevin does a lot about like oh look at how horrible my body is. Yeah, but that's because he used to be a chubby boy and <laughs> and where's a diaper? Oh, <laughs> uh, where's a diaper? There was that one where he was showering and just eating wings. Oh yeah, pouring that's milk also on true. Himself. Milka. Yeah. But no, but I think I think you're right though. Like this is a bit more of a object, objectification rather than just like, oh, here is me semi naked. True. Uh, but but like I guess what is funny about all this for me, even just like saying male objectification, obviously it's just to me it's just funny because it's a reversal of usually what uh, what women deal mm-hmm. with. So you know, like first of all, you get you get the the breast uh, sketch. Um, even just at first, you're like, wow, how strange it is that you can just slap realistic looking breasts on a man's body and presumably it's not going to be yeah not going to have the same sort of content warnings (laughs) about it like that is so interesting and i wonder if like the whole premise of it kind of steered on that or they were also like very Um, convincing breasts right yeah like they really were and that's i think that's why it wasn't like oh here are some cartoonish looking did you guys notice that he still had a little bit of chest hair too just above (laughs) oh i didn't see that pendulous udders (laughs) <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. Also, unconsented touching. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then you, yeah, the, the strip club. I mean, that wasn't particularly boundary pushing in my eyes. It was just like a role reversal thing. What um, a cock up on that stage, though, then, right? Am I right? Uh, yeah. Thanks, Hansa. <laughs> and then, and I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily constitutes the theme, but obviously, like 
it's the, it's the same character that was in the breast sketch, and so you get the nipple closer, as it were. Um, but I, the first thing that kind of popped into my head about that were uh, she's like, oh, well, I would never touch you, your nipples, which I would assume he's clearly thinking about because he's been thinking about his colleagues. <laughs> yes, <breasts>. yes. <laughs> is, is, is for her to think that he pees out of them and like, oh, that's disgusting. And the first thing that actually popped into my mind is just like uh, there's obviously – this this uh there's a subset of men who think going down on a woman is really disgusting and i'm like oh everything's just really close down there yeah. it's like well what do you think everyone else <laughs> yeah, come on, man. partners like what uh anyway um that's that's not that's not been a, a personal thing for me recently but you know what i mean like that that's a yeah. no that's it's a, that's definitely um, a trope a, a, right like yeah so DJ, I don't know whether that's where it came from. That was immediately what came to my mind. I was wondering if that kind of popped up for anyone else. Yeah. Well, you I mean, you DJ make a Khaled good. Is still doing yeah. statements like that in public, where it's like, I would never. People should never. Yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, man. I didn't see this so much as the male body thing. Although I do want to give props to Rooster Boy because that was actually quite a convincing male stripper. And I was like, yeah, Scott, Scott, you worked out in the off season. Atta boy. <laughs> He's getting more famous. Uh, but. To, to me, I saw this more of like, I kind of want to bridge all of your opinions because I do see Hans's point that it's very Scott driven. And I do see Kalina's point that it feels like a send up. But to me, it feels like, I can't quite get the right term, like male heteroculture. Like mm-hmm. that idea too, when they're in the hot tub, when he, they're in the sauna, he's like, could you do me a favor? Could you, could you, could you look at my body? Oh yeah. And it's like, he's like, okay, crane yeah. in my neck hey, this way. my neck over <laughs> here. And it it's down just like, it's so, it's so performative and like yeah. juddery in that way. And then of course his first, his first reaction is to stare and be like, oh, I guess the girls at the office are right. I am kind of sexual harassy. And then his <laughs> first actual, uh, his first uncontrolled move was to gawk at them. And then his second controlled move is to try to create confusion so he can fondle them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm convinced that Kalina's right, especially as as you described that, Stu, in the sense that like there's also an aspect of it um, which is like the the misinformation about like male anatomy. You know, like the the mm. the fact that Kevin doesn't understand that uh that men pee out of their penises and not their nipples feels like a very like a, a role reversal of like men being like but they pee through their vaginas and it's like yeah. it's like no it's <laughs> yeah just not understanding female yeah. anatomy so it, like the, the and then the more you talk about it Stu, as like as like sending up sending up the way that men behave i think i think all of these if there is a theme it's yeah it's making fun of the way that men are like fuck up this kind of thing you know fuck up either well, like understanding women's bodies or understanding how creepy they are towards yeah them, you know? well then there's the nexus yeah. for the chicken lady that she's like you need to knock it on the stage she's not thrown out of the strip club they're just like she's broken somebody's ankle by virtue of being such a disruptive <laughs> chicken <laughs> lady and yet they're still like all right don't do that <laughs> yep Oh, oh my God. And I love that that was the same uh, lounge manager. Yes. One hand clapping against another makes a very nice sound for... I I think it's just because they they bought that sequin blazer. And they're like, we're getting our returns on this one. It's so good. If we've learned anything... I'd like to see a whole... Yeah. I want, a, I want a whole sketch centering around that Bruce character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to know about his interior life. Yeah. Were you going to say something to me, Hans? Oh, I was going to say, Stu, they definitely aren't trying to get at maximum value out of their costumes and props, as we learned from the Screw You Taxpayer sketch. They, <laughs> yeah. they would burn that jacket every episode if they felt like yeah. it. 
Oh, man. I would watch that, too. Just a bunch of naked <laughs> kids burning their props on the middle of a soundstage. It'd be like the, it'd be like the <laughs> Eric Andre show where they destroy the set every episode. Oh, I love that. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. let's move on to the next segment, which I call What the Fuck Was Up With The Intro Video? So it's a new season, and for the first time, they have a completely new intro video. Uh, this one seems kind of like fancy or something. Uh, <laughs> kind of reminds me of those postcards from back in the 90s where it's like black and white, but like quasi-colorized with like a rose, and like just your mom thought that was a really classy thing to send to someone as a birthday card or whatever. Uh, what was your read on this new... <laughs> what was your guys' read on the, on the new video? I don't know why you think it's fancy. It's still that same janky Dutch angle bullshit. It's just like some guy does a backflip and we're like, ooh, they have stunts now. Like, I don't know. I didn't think it was that, that good. I kind of liked the way they showcased their little personas. Kevin looks so uncomfortable with his little peace sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like standing there and he's just sort of like, I'm, he has that kind of Garth energy when they're on the, the main network tv and he's like i'm having a good time i'm having a good time i feel like they've all been dragged into it and some of them are more comfortable than others but some of them clearly when it's like oh we're gonna show like a close-up of you and you gotta act wacky some of them are just like i don't like this and then there's bruce just being like i'll be angry and scott being (laughs) like i guess i'll be arty and also angry i think it's better that i like it better than the season two intro because in the season two intro all the cast close-ups seemed super super cheesy and i will agree with you on this point trevor which is that i do kind of like the summer vacation postcard quality that this one has like i i kind of dig it um and i don't know the the cast close-ups they were they're definitely more forced than the season one intro um but at least they feel a little bit sillier and a little bit less self-conscious so i would agree that it's not maybe as good as season one um but i would say it's better than season two and i give it three and a half stars yeah i mean i this is the closest thing that has actually taught me to agree with the late the great roy orbison as do already quoted it's just like uh, there may be colorization but i don't agree with it Um, I don't. I, I really. That. I don't even remember this season three intro at all. Like, and and I, honestly, sometimes when we are watching these, I use that time to like do something else, or I sometimes skip over it. And I was like, <laughs> oh right, like there there is a change, and we are on episode one. Um, and I remember Stu bringing this up um, last time I was in Vancouver, and I didn't believe him, and so he showed me <laughs> a YouTube video. Um, and then even this time, I had to go through episodes to double check that that was true. For some reason, I'm like this. They can't, surely they didn't change it the whole like every every <laughs> season because to me season two the black and white version that is the standard for me and I don't know whether that's because I've watched more season two episodes on mm. repeat in the past I'm I really don't know or whether they've showed up more on YouTube videos um, so that uh, feels normal to me and I don't like change (laughs) but yeah i mean uh i i will agree this one this one feels a bit too forced um like how else can we make this different like you said Stu, just like like oh let's throw a stunt in there and see what happens but this i i just i like that in the last ones there have been less time sort of focused on their faces or them as individual people you kind of almost blink and you miss it in the last one so it feels Mm. like you know when they're coming up and it's kind of as a fan it feels like you're getting more of an atmosphere in the other ones rather than more of a star-studded cast version like they're kind right. of trying to do in this one. 
Uh, two totally pedantic thing, but I noticed the script blurs between their names, so it'll be like oh, Mark yeah. McKinney in this kind of like sketchy, twitchy handwriting, and then it'll collapse into Squiggles and pull out into the next name. And I was like, oh man, that probably cost a lot of money in 1991. Bad font. <laughs> Bad they were, <laughs> they were, really? they were trying real hard this season. I don't like it either. I would say they're are, trying are too hard. Are we really hard. lamenting the loss of that terrible goblin baby that was in season two? That's like, I love the goblin like, baby. We need to find where the bad little, baby is. Such a little gremlin. I wonder if that was the baby that was had by the woman who was Scott's friend who looks a lot no, like No, that's, that's bad timelines. <laughs> I feel yeah. like maybe I, us I, saying that woman looks like Bruce is a bad thing we should cut and not bring up again. It's <laughs> already on a, Twitter, man. It's well, like, looks gone. Like, that, that's it does, it does look like Bruce. It does look yeah. she, she does look like Bruce in drag, though. Yeah. We had kid, yeah, guys, we had kid confirmation like, from that where Scott was like, yeah, no, yeah. she looks exactly. <laughs> and, and, and Trevor, it's too late. We can't yeah. put that kid <laughs> no, back up in the womb. Take that goblin. Eat that goblin. Look, I know I know Scott's going to listen to this. I just hope his friend doesn't, because I feel like it's a mean thing to say that someone looks like Bruce. That's all. Whoa, that seems mean to Bruce, Trevor. You apologize to Bruce. And Bruce makes a real sexy woman in the Tam A sketch. So, if anything, I'm being more woke. I as as the one of us that looks the most like Bruce, I'm saying, telling a woman she looks like Bruce is not a thing you should do. I don't know, I man. Go as, I kind of want to go as sexy Bruce for Halloween next year now. Oh, boy. Let's slap some tits on there. So just as Tammy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to move us on over to Best Kid and Worst Kid, the game where we systematically find an excuse to alienate all of the kids week by week by choosing clear favorites. Because we'll always remember, they'll always remember when we say they're the worst kid. They'll never remember when we say they're the best kid. Mm. Um, so, Kalina, do you want to start us off by letting us know who the best kid was? Yeah, I mean, it's been a while, but I'm going to give it to Kevin. Ooh. Um, I... I, it's like it's like when you know your first love. Like I knew it when I saw that deadpan stare uh, when he took Bruce's pen. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, and just like when when Bruce is imagining what's being done to his pen, and Kevin <laughs> is first like picking his ear with it, and then like maniacally stabbing someone in the street, and then using the blood-soaked pen in his ear again. Oh. I was just like, oh. <laughs> he just make, he makes such a good villain, such a good villain. <laughs> I would have to agree that this is a uh, Kevin Strong episode, but I'm going to give it to Brucio only by a hair uh, because my pen is iconic and, and his reaction to it is kind of what makes it to me. Just the, my pen, yeah. my pen. That, that is one of my favorite Kids in the Hall sketches. Although I think you're giving him too much of a pass for this because he's really lame in Cops. Which also, I like the Cops in this one. I thought it was good. Especially the like... Why didn't why didn't you why didn't you say anything? I'm just like so hurt. <laughs> because you're allowed to be harassed by your friends. Because you're well, no, because it, it had this like super as we prove every episode. Like, why didn't you stand up for me? And he's like immediately. Mark's like, oh, I'm gonna go kick the shit out of that guy, which is also a nice statement on <laughs> yeah. the authoritarian regime. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yes. The, this was a good episode for Kevin generally, though, I will say, too, because he's he's in all those cappy sketches. More of a straight man, but those are, I kind of think, funny Entirely as well. Entirely straight and man. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. Well, no, it's like he's so good at just reacting in a panicked way, though, yeah. that like it wouldn't be as funny if it was just like Bruce in the back of the cab, you know? That's true. Mm. Yeah, he has that like barely holding it together energy down pat. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's also good in the celebrity encounters. This was a good Dave episode too. I, I'd say lots of lots of good kids this episode. Lots They're all doing kids. good. Scott, yeah, Scott was doing good too. All the, all the kids were good. You well, know, that's what um, I was gonna say. Is it's kind of a solid episode all around, and everyone had strong like parts. But I, for me at least, I think at the end of the day, it has to go to Scott because he was in so many different parts of the episode and in and in very different roles each time around because there's he goes from skeezy boss to like mm. objectified male dancer to weird cabbie lady uh and then just you know back to the boss who just wants some love on his nipples so um for the for the <laughs> strength and variety and uh and uh expansiveness of all of his roles i say scott gets best boy mm. oh yeah. and mostly I, those were all bits that only scott, scott could do too i think you guys are you're probably right, Bruce is fantastic. Scott was really good in this. But I want to give a special shout-out to Dave, because Dave is really good as the straight man in Man Boobs. He was. Like, he plays that really well. And uh, it's kind of a stupid, like, classic comedy premise. Premise! But the celebrity encounters he does really well. And, like, he really gets you with the, like, oh, well, and then he went outside and started digging the well. Like... I thought he yeah. kind of. I like my favorite bit was like, well, he was on crank or whatever, <laughs> and they're like, wait, are you? Sh- what was it? He's like, yeah, and I as a kite too. Yeah, must have been hopped up on something. Are you sure? No, but explain to me. Right after that, he ran into the yard and proceeded to dig us a well, and I kept yelling him down in that pit. Hey, we already got a well, but he kept right on a digging. Well, that's what, I, that's what I liked about it though, because at first it sounds like he's just doing this random one-upping, lying stuff, and then you're like, yeah, he doesn't actually sound that impressed with Mickey Rooney. Kind of sounds like a cranked up Mickey Rooney invited himself into your home. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, like, I thought that was a good twist. <laughs> anyway, I'm actually amazed that we didn't get a Does This Hold Up about the Mark's cabbie. What? But I think oh. that the joke there is that, like, he's just terrible and you're uncomfortable because a racist cabbie is saying that a sports team lost because of some unspecified ethnic group. I, you know? I did like the gag that it was like, you don't actually know who he's prejudiced against, you just know that it's something. Yeah. Wait, no, doesn't he mention it, though? I thought it he was says, like... He says at the like... end it's the Serbs, but when Kevin's yeah, in the cab, yeah. he doesn't know to agree with him or not because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But that was the other thing about it is it just seemed like a very strange, like, random uh, group to assign judgment on. So it was just kind of like, oh, you, you mean... Well, not at the you time. You have not spoken to at the time the that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I but I think it's also playing on like all of our expectations that you're gonna get into a cab and have a like a, a uncomfortable controversial conversation. Yeah. Mm, you you know just when you meet someone and suddenly they have taken more in, of an interest in talking to you than you were prepared for, and then the thing they want to talk about you just don't want to talk about, but they're not gonna stop. It's like the time I got an Uber in Dallas, Texas, and the driver tried to convince me that the Sandy Hook shootings were <laughs> staged by the FBI and never really happened. Mm-hmm. Oh and now I'm going to drive you to my compound. <laughs> I'm glad you got home safe. Aunt. He got a one-star review, and I mentioned to Uber, like, hey, maybe your cabbies shouldn't try to convince people that school shootings didn't happen. That's not great. Uh, no, I don't know. But like, it was like, I feel you guys, and I wasn't personally offended but i thought it would set off bells for you guys that he picks this like clear foreigner character and i made me think about this kind of comedy is hard to do now no not hard to do i think it's hard to be accessible to make characters yeah. in the way that mark does because he'll often like have these little prefab monologues like the preacher or this guy 
I think it's hard to do that without going to a racial place. You know what I mean? I, I think we've gotten into like a narrower comedy world where now if this sketch was being made, this cab driver would just have to be a redneck. Probably you're, you're yeah. right there. Yeah. And that's kind of too bad because there's horrible racists who are in favor of ethnic cleansing all over the world, not just in the American that's South. That's true. Are we ready for standout sketch? Oh, you better um, believe it. <laughs> the treasured portion of the show where we talk about our standout sketch and, if applicable, our worst sketch based on how good or bad the episode was with a rating out of five. Um, it says in our notes that we want to keep it short and sweet, but, you know, I don't want to keep it short and sweet today because <laughs> I want to start things off by saying that... Uh, I know my pin is is you guys' favorite, but I yeah. want to just revisit. I mean, speak for yourself. How funny I thought men's nipples was <laughs> as a child, <laughs> just funny. as a concept, where it was just you know like the this woman's misunderstanding that men pee out of their nipples. <laughs> I do like that they're fighting for glory at the end where kevin just keeps gagging and scott is chasing him around with his nipple out nipples yeah i think you've <laughs> yeah. got someone to apologize to <laughs> that was that was pretty great that's so funny. i don't remember that sketch at all like maybe that was just like a, that's interesting that it stuck so much in your mind trevor maybe that was a real turning point in being aware of your body <laughs> maybe <Yeah. laughs> it's when i first some... noticed i had nipples He's, he's got extremely sensitive <laughs> nipples. I assumed should, that I peed out of them up until that point. You should have point. seen him in that onesie last night. It was just a real scene, man. <laughs> uh, yes. But no, you're right, Trevor. I'm going to I'm gonna give it to my pen. I mean, there's not much to say, except for it's, I mean, it's obviously very quotable. <laughs> you pretty much got the full line in the name of the sketch. Um, yeah, and the, it's, it's, it's the black and white uh, uh, shots of it just give it such a surreal quality. And and I totally just am realizing how much more Bruce kind of does variations on the Kathy with a K character. Like this is like the male equivalent uh, mm. in some ways, mm-hmm. which I think he also does in in a in a later sketch. I will get to in in I think episode two or three. Um, but yeah, then you have Kevin as the villain, which obviously I already picked him as as best kid for. Um, as for worst, yeah, I'll give it to the second cops. Um, uh, where we. There, yeah, he's got. He's describing the movie he saw, but clearly didn't catch a crime that he saw at the theater. So yeah, you're a shit cop. Great job. I think we've already done that one. But I will <laughs> I give a shout was... out to Cops One because yeah. the harassment of your friends is fine as long as it's from another friend. But otherwise, you got to beat the shit out of them. But I like your authoritarian view on that as well, uh, Steve. Yeah, so I, I like that too. Um, uh, but one point I actually had about the the cold open with the land of plane sketch. Was that Scott character a Manny Coon variation? Like that eyebrow lift is just really, hmm. really unique with him. Oh, I think we're, we starting to get into like the kids have little prefab characters they like to play. Like a lot yeah. of the, the Bruce does a lot of Gavin adjacent people. Kevin does a lot of whatever Kevin does. <laughs> uh, I want to argue with you a little bit about the movie, the cops too. Like I think it's probably the weakest in this episode, but it's not that bad like i thought that was a pretty good punch i've been like oh i don't know what happened here they don't tell me anything and they're just like <laughs> but i but i think it's, it's it's also like the same thing when he is described he's like giving a description of himself running through the woods naked and you only <laughs> kind of get get a sense of that at the very end whereas that's a really good punchline. this one was like oh yeah the movie was good i don't know about this dead guy 
but he's like surrounded yeah. by popcorn. It's like, well, you were clearly there, so you should have figured it out. My notes for this <laughs> episode for that sketch just say not bad, which at, at <laughs> least as far as cops episodes go, uh, is better than average. So you know, you know Hans, I feel like you're just okay. as prejudiced against cops as Stu was against the Helens. You need to like open your heart up to it and see what I, what gets. I gave in, the you know? I gave the Let story the of a flow. dead guy two and a half stars, which is very generous for me for cops. Mm. But I, I gave. I mean, I gave. I liked the other one. I gave the. Uh, I gave the. What, what was it called? Uh, where is it now? In my notes. Uh, oh, withstanding. Yeah, withstanding blatant abuse. I gave three out of five. Sixty percent. That's pretty oh. good for a cops episode or a sketch. Mm. Um, okay. So Quick question though, because I was just thinking about my favorite sketch from this episode, and it got me thinking about the my pen sketch. Was this like the first long form? Um, black and white sketch other than like the other than the kids uh, the kids book author one no yeah because we also had lady is a champ oh that's yeah, right okay champ, yeah. yeah but that was also split into different parts this, no but that was still very long yeah, this, this pen sketch does seem like this is where Bruce is starting to get like kind of more black and white long this is the lead up to the sausages yeah sketch. that's what that's what the, i was kind of getting at. episode long yeah. sausages yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, i do oh, I, I, I did want to say i love my pen pen is the best episode, best part of this episode but i love that when he's panicking about the pen he goes and calls his friend before thinking of the person he just gave it to like he just <laughs> yeah. interacted with kevin but he like runs through the office first and gets on the phone before thinking like mm. oh that dude um, but in terms of other bits in this episode, because I, as much as I very much enjoyed the pen sketch, I wouldn't say it's my favorite. There were a lot of really good ones this episode. Uh, well, do tell um, which one. I really loved, I really loved the man boobs uh, sketch, and obviously my pen is is iconic. But I actually have to give it to the strip club uh, sketch this time around. Oh, a chicken lady. Because sketch. I'm every time I see a sketch like this, I'm just always amazed what they were able to put on Canada's national broadcaster back in those days. And this sketch is like a prime example. I love Kevin's weird bearded lady voice. Uh, I love Bruce as the cheesy club owner returning. Um, and this is probably my favorite chicken lady so far. Uh, and Scott as Rooster Boy is awesome as well. Um, it's not the first orgasm explosion from the chicken lady, but it is by far the funniest, I think, because Mark's extended orgasm shutters are just, I don't know why, they really crack me up. So I gave it, They're horrible. I gave it four and a half convulsing cloacas out of five. Mm. <laughs> it's so gross. No worst kid, no truly awful sketches, just a no solid bad boys. No, no bad, bad boys. boys. Good start. We're all good, good start boys. To season. Good start to the season. Well yeah. done, kids. An ensemble effort. Yeah, because we all picked a, like a, a different best kid too. Mm. The only one that was left out of it was Mark. But you still gave like your best sketch to a, a Mark sketch, exactly. a chicken lady sketch yeah. too. So they they all were very good boys, very good sketches. Very good boys. Well, I think that's all for our Season 3 Episode 1 review. So join us next week for Episode 2, which will be hosted by Stu. That's me. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at KipAndTellPod. Weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts uh, posted by our, our best friend, Hans. <laughs> best yeah. boy. Best boy. Best, best gift boy. boy. Th- thanks for listening to Kip and Tell Pod. Bye! Bye.